to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Well, we're going to have a good time this evening. Yes, we are. I am. It's your choice if you are. So, glory to God. <clears throat> All right, I want to start uh, this evening by thanking Pastor Tom and Becky for giving me the opportunity to share the Word of God here. It's a blessing to me. I trust it's going to be a blessing to you as well. <clears throat> uh, we're going to be dealing with stewardship. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's... Uh, Let's open with prayer first, and then I'll begin to share some stuff along that line. Father, we thank you this evening for this opportunity to come before you to share the word of God, to allow the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of our understanding so that we can grasp what the body of Christ is doing on this planet Earth right now. We give you entrance into our lives. We yield ourselves to you, and we say, come thy kingdom, be done thy will in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> the uh, heading on the page, I believe everybody's got the note page now. If you see somebody come in later that didn't get a note, just send them up front. Pastor Tasha's got the uh, handouts there. <clears throat> uh, Faithful Stewards is the title. And uh, I have the opportunity, I guess I would say. I'm an early bird guy in the morning and have been for many, many years. And so I'm usually up, depends what's happening, whatever, but I'm usually up by five anyhow. And then I, uh, I turn on uh, Kenneth Copeland's ministries that he has all the different ministries that are on there. Uh, <clears throat> and I listen to them. And one of my favorites happens to be Bill Winston. I don't know if you heard of him or not. If you have not, I encourage you to definitely hear him. He definitely has the, the word of the kingdom for sure. And uh, I get a lot out of his messages. And so on January 11th of this year, that's how far back this goes, uh, this, this thought, these references, faithful stewards came to me. And partly because of what he was teaching also. And so that has stayed with me. And do you remember several weeks ago now when Heather ministered? Yeah. Can you remember what she said when she came up about what she was going to preach on? Other than what she did that evening? Well, I can help you out because I remember. And I, and I spoke with her about it. She said, well, I was going to speak. And I'm sitting over there in my chair as you. She said, I was going to speak on stewardship, she says. And I'm thinking, hmm, now that's interesting. And, uh, <clears throat> but some reason it changed and she went the other way. So anyhow, this is important. God wants you and I to be faithful stewards. He, he can bring anything and everything we need to us. The question is, how are we going to handle that? And what are, what are we going to do in respect to the kingdom of God? So we are... <clears throat> What to be faithful stewards. <clears throat> we'll look at this together. Allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you Bible understanding 
and not just information. We can get information from a lot of places. You can get it from the radio, you can get it from books you read or whatever. But we want the kingdom of God, which we've been blessed to have a regular diet over here about the kingdom of God, and it's important. So not just information, but Bible understanding. We will expect to receive insight and supernatural wisdom in the area of finances. And that's a choice that all of us have to make. We have to make a decision that we're going to receive insight and supernatural wisdom in the area of finances. And the Holy Ghost is the one that's going to do that for us. All right, let me move that one out of the way. So we're going to tackle the first one on your list there, Genesis chapter 13. Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 and 15, supernatural transfer of wealth. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him. I found that interesting. That stood out to me. After that lot was separated from him. If you remember the stories, the Bible stories about how lot came in Abram's life. But anyhow, the Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward, southward, eastward, and westward. He wanted them to grasp the whole thing. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Now that's a major promise. I mean, way back when, walking in the desert and stuff like that, they had the Spirit of God speak this message to him. Well, guess what? That applies to you and I today. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. So ongoing generations. Uh, but that's what, that's what the Word of God is telling us about this. That's, what we have, that's why we have to make a choice that we're going to receive it. Whether we understand it 100% right now, the Holy Ghost can help you with that understanding. Anything that we're going to be talking about and ministering on this evening, you probably will not grasp all of it in just one setting. But that's one of the reasons that I find the note sheets to be important, because you can go back later on and look at something, and you may have scratched a little bit of note on there, something that stood out to you. And it may not even be anything I said, but something still came, came through. So, <clears throat> Okay, so supernatural transfer of wealth. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Glory to God. All right, let's move on to the next one, Psalm 103. <clears throat> Psalm. One hundred three eighteen. Psalm 103, verses 18 through 22. All right. To such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. 
Uh, yeah, okay, we're all set. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. This is, in other words, nothing new to God. It may have been new to us. We have, again, we have, we can thank God that the kingdom of God is preached and taught here. And it's enabled and helped all of us. <clears throat> to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments, not just remember, but remember to do them. Uh, the Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Can the angels have anything to do with our finances? Yes. They absolutely can. They absolutely can. And we need to have an ear to hear. The Bible talks about entertaining angels unawares. So, but the angels are absolutely uh, ministering spirits sent forth to minister for us as heirs of salvation. The Lord has prepared, get off from there. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. <clears throat> hearkening. It means to hear intelligently. It means obedience. And so they are hearkening to the word. Verse 21. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his host, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Pleasure is delight, favor, that do his favor, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion, bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. We've heard about dominion before, have we not? We need to hear about it, because God's desire and plan is for us to walk in dominion, to have dominion on this earth, to rule and reign here. Bless the Lord, all his works and all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, all my soul. Dominion, let's see what they want to give us for a definition. Rule. Ruler. Government. Power to rule. Dominion. That's what dominion's about. And that's what God wants you and I to walk in. He's made the plan for this, again, from eons back, and he hasn't changed it. But the times that we're living, the times that we are living in right now, there are going to be some changes that haven't been going on before. All kinds of changes. In you and I, in governments, uh, in the strange things that are already going on in this country, in other countries, there's going to be changes. But God is never going to forsake us. He's always going to be right there. Amen. 
And he's still wanting us to not only to receive these words and walk in them, but to walk in the dominion as well. That is his plan and purpose for us as the body of Christ. <clears throat> okay, let's go to Psalms 115. <laughs> Psalm 115. 13 to 18. Wet water is good, as opposed to dry water, so. <clears throat> I don't really know about dry water, but wet water is good, so. All right, Psalm 115. We are stewards over this earth. We're going to look verses 13 to 18. <clears throat> he will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. God's talking about blessing again. The Lord shall increase you more and more and your children and grandchildren and great-great-great-grandchildren, whatever the case may be. <clears throat> the Lord shall increase you more and more. Let me take a look at that one. To add to, to augment. Okay. Let's go to whoops. Fifteen. Ye are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. That was quite a creation, was it not? Still standing. Hasn't fallen apart. <clears throat> the Lord which made heaven and earth. Let's check that word made out. Well, to do or make. So that's pretty simple. Verse 16. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to who? Children. Children. He's given us the earth. We walk on the earth. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to be able to walk. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. Very interesting. Okay. Verse 17. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. The dead praise not the Lord. Well, we have a lot of people in this country nowadays that they're not dead, they're alive, but they're still not praising the Lord. So, But there's hope for them one day to get changed around for the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He somehow changed us around, didn't we? That's right. We probably don't want to get into too many details this evening of where we come from and what we did or did not do. But he was able to make that change. 
Glory to God. <clears throat> the dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. Verse 18. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. And that's what he wants us to do. And we really shouldn't have a hard time finding something to praise the Lord about. He's constantly there. He's never present help in the time of need, whenever we need it. And he's knowing about it before. We don't even know if we have that need or not. So, <clears throat> Okay, here's one in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 18. I imagine you've been there before. Matthew chapter 18. And we're going to look at verse 18. On the notes here, it says, Have dominion over all the earth, the wealth and the resources. Again, that's our mindset. You say, well, we're talking a whole lot here about wealth and money and things. Is that really have anything to do with the kingdom of God? Well, I mean, you can read this word here, right? I mean, I imagine Matthew's the same. <clears throat> Matthew 18, 18 is the same in your Bible. So it is mine. Matthew 18, 18, verily. What does verily mean? Truly. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever God binds for you. Correct the mundo. Whatsoever ye shall bind. What if you don't bind anything? Well, then it answers that question. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. We're down here. This is our domain right now. Heaven's up there. He can certainly take care of that. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So that you can see... What we're doing here on planet Earth is happening in heaven also. That's his promise and his guarantee to us. All right, let's look at a, a word here. Let me look at this word. Well, actually, when, when it says, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. The bind... And the bound, the word, it's just the same Greek word, anyhow, meaning the same thing. And so we'll look at that. To bind in various application, to be in bonds, to tie with a knot. So that's how we're, how we're binding something. And whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, the same word, I mean the same in both preferences. Look at that. Verb means to loosen, literally or figuratively. In other words, not just tie that knot off me or whatever, to loosen, but to break up, to destroy, dissolve, loose, melt, put off. That gives us a little bit more understanding of the binding and loosening. <clears throat> All right. So having dominion over all the earth, 
the wealth and the resources. And again, we need to train ourselves in that to accept that's what he's really saying. Whether we can comprehend it all, believe it all right now or not, it doesn't change his word. And he's certainly able to do whatever he has ever spoken. And then he encourages us. That's why we have the word. That's why we have the daily word. That's why we need to, that's why we're, generally speaking, uh, faithful here, especially on Sundays. We have more people on Sundays than others. And some could say, well, why don't just people get there? Well, don't get yourself in trouble thinking about why they don't get here. They may have some very good reasons. Somebody might be working on a light shift this evening, could make it here if they wanted to or whatever, or different things going on. And so there have probably been times like that in our own lives when the situation was different. But now, thank God we have the ability to be here and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us. <clears throat> All right. In the book of John, John chapter 14. <clears throat> John's the New Testament, is it not? Yes, it is. hope so. That's what mine's saying. So. John chapter 14. We're going to be looking at verses 12 to 14. John 14, 12 to 14. Verily, verily, they have to say verily, verily twice. There's probably a reason for it. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Now, I'm assuming this is read in your Bible also, if you have a red letter edition or whatever. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me. Take a look at that believeth. Is that just somebody sitting in a pew? We'll see what it says. Believeth to have faith in and upon Respect to a person to entrust one's spiritual well-being to Christ. To entrust one's spiritual well-being to Christ. To put trust, put your trust in him. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. So truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, and I'm much assuming everybody in here, that certainly applies to you. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And that's all of us here. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now what if there's a thousand people at once asking God to do something? He, he, he doesn't get flustered, he can keep, he can keep up with it? He doesn't run out of money, doesn't run out of patience or whatever? Absolutely not. And, and remember, there's billions with a B on the planet. Now, they're probably not all born again right now. 
fact, we're sure many of them are not. But it doesn't mean they cannot be. For the point being, whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. <clears throat> that ask can't be a very hard word, right? Let's find out. To ask, to call for, to crave, to desire. That's what that word is meaning. Definition of that word. <clears throat> okay, verse 14. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, is there anything about that we cannot understand? We, again, we have to choose to trust him that that is true, that he can absolutely do it. He's making a very emphatic statement. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And again, that's where all of us are growing in faith together. That needs to be a mindset. Well, I was going to say that's burned into us, but maybe that's not a good description. But it's certainly in here. It's certainly in the amen. We have a confidence in that. And if it's a time or a day, and there certainly are some, where you're not walking in that great confidence, well, and you wonder if it's going to come to pass, that's when we've got to believe God's word. That's when it would do us good to open the Bible or your device, whatever you're using, seeing the word on, and encourage yourself again. Now, when it's in red letters, uh, and it doesn't mean we stay just for the, the only red letters, but the point being, it's God's word. It's his kingdom. <clears throat> and he's schooling us, if you will, or walking us through this. And we, we are the benefactors of that. <clears throat> if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Okay, we're going back into the Old Testament on the next one, book of Deuteronomy. And it's going to be Deuteronomy chapter 8. <clears throat> In verses 18 to 20. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 18 to 20. On our notes, I've titled it there. God wants to be our only source. Which means, spoken another way, he can handle anything that we need. He's our source. Now, if you wanted a pound of Hamburg, I will up the level a little bit here. We're walking in prosperity. You want 10 pounds of steak, you're probably not going to go to Lowe's to get it. Not Home Depot. They crossed each other in the street, but probably not a good place to try to find it there. <clears throat> but God has ways, hallelujah. All right, where that came from, we don't know right yet. But Deuteronomy <laughs> chapter 8, 18 to 20. <clears throat> but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee Who's the thee there? Me. Exactly. There's the answer right there. The thee is me, as Ben says. We take that, Ben. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, 
For it is he that giveth thee. There he is, he's given again. Giveth thee power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. Uh, the word remember. Let's see if it's got any different things here. No, it's staying right with remember or remembrance. So, thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, and hopefully, none of us having a hard time remembering who the Lord thy God is. He's an ever-present help in our time of need. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee. What that word giveth, let's see what that is. <clears throat> well, it's another one that's got many, many definitions of things, but they all are certainly around the giving. <clears throat> Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Now this is not like a little battery you use to power up some of your devices, is it? Let's find out here. Whoops. There you go. Messed the whole thing up. <coughs> we should have it back and running within three hours, so hang on. So, How in the world did we do that one? There we go. <coughs> Power to get wealth. Wealth. Here's some of the definitions of when we use this word wealth in the context of this scripture. A force. An army. Wealth. Valor. Strength. Riches, substance. That's what he's talking about. I shall remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he, who's going to do this? That he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. Covenants are very important to God. And we should allow them to become very important in our lives. A covenant's a covenant. As Pastor Tom's mentioned recently, uh, he seems to be in a season of doing many weddings. Well, weddings is a covenant. It's intended to be that. Let's put it that way. Doesn't necessarily mean everybody walks in. And things happen in people's lives. I guess we're not looking to judge anybody, but we don't know what happens in some people's lives when... For whatever reason, there's a divorce. We don't know. So, but, and we don't need to be trying to find out either. So, <coughs> take care of yourself. So. <laughs> take care of everything. We've got enough to take care of. So, Amen. glory to God. <coughs> but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee. Power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. 
Now, I guess I could speculate a little and wonder there's probably many churches. Doesn't make any difference if we use denomination name, names or whatever they are, but there's probably plenty of churches that don't speak much about wealth or finances. The closest they may come to it is letting you know it's time to receive the offering. Well, when it's time to receive the offering, is not a bad thing. <clears throat> and hopefully, some of them are understanding that in reference to that offering that they're calling for is the tithe. What is the tithe? Give me a long pause. I'm going to wait a while. So. Okay. Give her an A, AJ. So, you know, A, J, give her an A. So. <laughs> the tithe is the first tenth, and it is holy and belongs unto God. That's why we need to reciprocate with that. Especially in the area of spiritual wisdom, understanding, and growth, you're not going to go too far in the kingdom of God if you don't comprehend and allow yourself to engage with this. He doesn't need our money, folks. I mean, come on. But it shows our heart's condition. We know the tithe is the first tenth that's holy and belongs unto him. So therefore, we do that. And we are the recipients. You're going to gain and increase over that. There's no question about it. Now, when we were very young, <clears throat> some of us can't remember when we were very young, <clears throat> we may have had a few questions at first. I fortunately was in a church that brought that right up and did have more than one individual that could minister on that, meaning teaching about it, why one shouldn't want to and all. And so I was blessed and just started, started doing it. Didn't know why I didn't know what I was doing at first. I imagine it's probably certainly the case. I mean, I don't have direct memory of that right now, but you do what you do because you're wanting God and you're wanting his word in your life. <clears throat> and, and it's a blessing. Okay. We're going to go to the book of Ecclesiastes. You may not have been there in a while, so but it's still in here. <clears throat> Okay, Ecclesiastes, excuse me, Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse 26. <clears throat> Ecclesiastes 2.26 and a note that says, The sinner to gather to give. Okay, we'll look at the reference itself. Ecclesiastes 2.26 For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner 
He giveth travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. This also is vanity and vexation of spirit. So, God giveth to a man that is good. He's wise. He can discern if a man is good or not. You and I can decide, discern that as well. For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight. He's given wisdom and knowledge and joy. Let me look at that word joy for a second. Good definition. Glee. Exceedingly gladness, joy, fullness, pleasure, and rejoicing. That's what that word joy means, or the definition of it. <clears throat> but to the sinner he giveth travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. This also is vanity and vexation. Quiet down. I got the thing on a low volume only because I want to be able to hear when my alarm goes off. But I guess I don't have to worry about that for that timing so right now. So, <clears throat> May give to him that is good before God. This is vanity and vexation of spirit. <clears throat> so it's saying that the sinner will gather up and give to others. Now, that may not be his intention, but that's what they're doing. Uh, and that can happen in our lives. You may have a relationship, or it could just be, just be a brief experience with somebody that may not be a believer, but for whatever reason, they want to bless you. And we could... I'm saying, no, I don't need that. I don't want that. Well, uh, and you'd have to make your own choice, everybody in here. But they may realistically don't know who's prompting them or why. They could just be trying to gain favor with you or something. Who knows? But the point being, if they're doing that, well, again, we all have to walk in our own spirit. The Holy Spirit will guide us and understand that. I mean, it could be somebody trying to do something with a wrong motive or whatever. But if somebody wants to bless you, we can receive that in Jesus' name. And again, you know, it doesn't take an hour and a half to pray to find out whether you should do that or not. You would know in several seconds, a short period of time, the Spirit of God can witness to you. So, <clears throat> Okay, let's go to the book of Luke. I should say the gospel of Luke, I guess. Going to be going to chapter 12. And we're going to look verses 16 to 20. Luke chapter 12, verses 16 to 20. The parable of the rich fool. And he spake a <coughs> excuse me. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, 
you probably, when you speak, say something also, right? He spake a parable saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. Now if we stop right there, we don't know if this rich man is a rich believing man or not. Well, we're going to find out when we go through it. He spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man (coughs) brought forth plentifully. All right, so let's look at the plentifully. To be fertile, to bring forth abundantly. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. Well, did you ever think of giving some to a neighbor? No, that's not in here. He thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. Now, that could be a good problem. What if the small, large garage you got is not enough room right now? (laughs) 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 And he thought with himself. Well, that's good. He's having a conversation with himself. What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, this will I do. So he got an answer pretty quick anyhow. This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul. I say to myself, soul, listen up. Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Well, I hope they're not all just fruits because some of that fruit might go by the wrong way in that time. But I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. <clears throat> Well, I guess that's pretty good. Eat and drink and be married. It's good to eat. It's good to drink, depending on what the drink is. <coughs> and it's good to be merry. What are they going to give us for the definition of that one? To be glad, to be joyful, to be merry. So that fits in well. But God said unto him, so he's been talking to his soul here for a while, but now all of a sudden somebody else can do a little talking. But God said unto him, Thou fool. How about fool? <clears throat> a fool is without reason. And then I hold him back with a definition here. He's foolish and stupid. Without intelligence. Pretty much what we was thinking, I guess. 
But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night, it's not going to take a long time, this night the decision has been made, thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. <clears throat> we certainly don't put ourselves in the classification of fools. <clears throat> Excuse me. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. So there's not a problem with laying up treasure. The Bible talks about... <coughs> Thank you. I don't know what that is, but we'll find out. If I start to pass out, well, we'll heal themselves. <laughs> I'm, I'm laying up treasure. <laughs> he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. So there's nothing wrong with laying up treasure. The Bible, that's gonna, that'll probably come in some of our next week's session or whatever about the goodness of God and supplying needs or whatever. But the point being, he's not rich towards God. You and I can be rich towards God because of all that he's done for us. I mean, he continued, like they say, you can't outgive God anyhow. No matter what you do, and how many times you do it, you're not going to outgive God. <clears throat> so these are some references. I have plenty of more references, but you notice I didn't put them on that sheet. I was beginning to wonder how quick I would get through them at all. But <clears throat> the point is, us looking at the Word of God, and in this context, we're talking about finances. And we're not only talking just about finances, we're talking about what? Top of the page, faithful stewards. That's you and I. That's at least what you and I should want to be. And we can be. And he certainly will enable us to do that. But things will go better in our life in the area of finances we're talking about if you become a faithful steward. And it's easy, for us, it's easy enough for us to do. I mean, God's never against us. He's always for us, and he will enable us to do that. And this church could stand for an increase in finances. Uh, are we hurting? We, go, we going broke? Uh, no, not that I know of. I never hear anything about being broke. We're blessed. <clears throat> but we need to be a demonstration to the body of Christ. Amen. Now, some people, we don't, I mean, I don't know, certainly, uh, how they came here or why they came here, but they may not be in a good situation right now. 
but that can change. That can absolutely change, especially if they come and hear the Word of God on a regular diet. So something can be changed in their life. I mean, there was a fellow sitting right over there someplace a little while ago. He got busted. He got some popcorn for the movie. Praise God. See if you can find that one in the Bible. But <laughs> It was doing good is what it was. And so <clears throat> God wants all of us to walk in prosperity. It absolutely is his will. There's a gazillion references on it. Uh, so, and especially in this time frame that we're in, I'm telling you, there's drastic changes going on, on this, in this world all over the place. All over the place. Uh, this one that I'm about to mention now is not on your notes, as you notice, because we're at the end of the page. But let me share just a smidgen about this. It just comes to me now, talking about <clears throat> finances and all the changes in the world. Uh, I would imagine at least some of us here this evening have heard about Bitcoin. Uh, well, the big banks in this country, uh, going back even just a couple years, they didn't want anything to do with it. They were poo-pooing the thing. Because in other words, if you're the big banking industry, you know, coming in on your turf or whatever. But those things have changed. Jamie Dimon was one of the ones that spoke out very voicefully about it and how bad it was and everything else. Talk to Jamie Dimon this evening. He's having his bank go all in on crypto. Why? Well, we won't say just because it's their greed of money. He understands business. And so the point being, the Bible says, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. So I'm not telling you to go buy Bitcoin or not buy Bitcoin. But it is something you would or wouldn't. Okay, well, I'll take yours for you, okay? <laughs> and it's perfect. <clears throat> And that's exactly what we should have. You, you would have your own opinions as to why you would have them or whatever. But the point being, this is one of the things that's changing and transitioning in the world right now. Uh, so it is certainly not a... Uh, it's not a message to go by Bitcoin. And exactly, that should, that should exactly be, be your response if that's what you're thinking. Absolutely it should be. So, but the point being, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. You and I are the just. And whatever comes through, whatever avenue God uses, whatever right. it is, All right, now. then that, that can work in our lives. Okay, I mean, uh, some people don't like peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> like that, see that? How about you? You like peanut butter and butter sandwiches? Peanut butter and jelly or whatever. I don't really use jelly anymore, but... Well, that is a good one. I like that one myself. Okay. Uh, 
We do have a couple more minutes, but let me just say I've made my little speech on whatever it was. But does anybody want to make a comment or does anybody have a question? It doesn't necessarily mean we have the answer, but it means if you had a question, Ben. I had looked recently, but where was uh, Bitcoin last trading at? I know it went up all the way up to like 55,000. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, been having a, it's been having a time, uh, but right now, I really can't tell you from today. But I would say it's back around the 40,000 range. I mean, you can bring it up on your device there also, but uh, but anyhow, and that's not, people came in Sunday say, I heard I missed about Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's at 43,000. Yeah, that's about right, so, but. So if we had it bought in maybe eight years ago, 10 years ago. Oh my goodness. We should be doing okay. There's, there's. It's only about, what, 10 years old? Yeah, yeah. How many of you have ever heard of Elon Musk? He's actually a very smart man. Very smart businessman. He bought some Bitcoin. One shot deal. He didn't buy a whole lot. He bought 1.5 billion. And so there was some conversation about it and say, well, it's been going up and down. He's probably going to jump out of it. And so he doesn't have a problem answering questions, absolutely will not, you know, sell off a penny of it. So, But anyhow, why in the world are we standing on this Bitcoin thing? So, Somebody got a question to do with something else other than Bitcoin. So, All right. Well, let's, uh, let's pray together. Thank the Spirit of God for giving us an opportunity to come together to hear His Word, to hear the promises in His Word, and for us to continue to grow in the area of becoming faithful stewards, applying the Word of God to our lives so that He can increase us. That's His desire to do that. Heavenly Father, we thank You again this evening for this opportunity to gather together. I thank You for this body of believers that have made a choice that were able to come out this evening and to hear the Word of God. We charge the Holy Spirit to give entrance. They will give entrance to you. All of us will give entrance to you to allow us to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, specifically you and I individually. And Father, we believe that and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. Glory to God.